Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing a voiceover expert with tens of thousands of hours of experience. His voice has been heard by millions worldwide, bringing to life some of the most iconic brands and characters in pop culture. I'm happy to introduce you to a voiceover expert, Zach Fine, who has lent his voice to everything from commercials and trailers to live events like Minecraft's Minecon Live and Shark Week. Get ready for an inspiring and informative conversation with the voice behind the mic. And if you haven't noticed, we do have the same last name because he is my father. Okay, first question. How did you first get into voiceover work and what inspired you to pursue it as a career? Uh, I first got into voiceover work in 1992 after just graduating from the School of the Arts at SUNY Purchase as an acting major. And for the most part, it was kind of by accident. In fact, I was a bit of a theater snob and thought doing commercial work was well beneath me. What has been your favorite project to work on so far, and why? My favorite job has got to be when I was the voice of How It's Made for two seasons. And also, similarly, I did Factory Made for a few seasons as well. Both are shows on the Discovery Channel where they explain how things are made. And being able to work with a new script every week uh, where we were rattling off how things were made, maybe four or five different things per episode. I, I really got a chance to learn so much about manufacturing, production, packaging, as opposed to trying to get people to buy them, which is what I had always done with commercials. So this was probably the most fun I ever had in the booth recording stuff, was speaking about information that I didn't know that was interesting to me. Number three, what do you think sets a successful voiceover artist apart from the rest? A successful voiceover artist is somebody who does their job as if it were a service like any other service that you couldn't do for yourself, like plumbing or electric. Making sure that you pay attention to your billing. A lot of artists fail because they don't do the billing aspect of it. So for my profession to continue as well as it did, I had to make sure that the business aspect of the artistry has been taken care of. Number four, can you tell us about your experience working as the worldwide voice of Fanta for a period of time? Well, I was the voice of Fanta in the late 90s, um, so technology was a little bit different. Just through the use and the reach of television, I was the voice of Fanta in the United States and in every other country. The best part was when I was in Amsterdam on vacation, I got to hear myself on the local television, which was kind of cool. Number five. How do you approach bringing a character or brand to life through your voice work? If I do my job right, and the writer writes properly, we're basically trying to replace the thought process of the audience member. So I say it's the greatest product in the world, but if I do it right, they sit there and they go, that's the greatest product in the world. I know it doesn't sound like it should work, but it does. Look up hypnosis and advertising 101, you'll figure it all out. But there's a psychological profile behind every product and service. How do people, how does a group of people relate to that product? The end result is we're trying to get them to grab it off of the shelf and put it in the cart. And if we do our job right, that usually happens. Number six, what is your process for preparing for a voiceover recording session, both physically and mentally? The job of voiceovers is a really physical, physical business. So I have to be well rested. I can't go out shouting and hollering the night before at a sporting event, or I might sound hoarse. I have to be conscious of getting enough sleep. All the things that would prevent an athlete from performing are the same things that I have to worry about because my physical body is my instrument. Number seven, 
How do you handle the pressure of being heard by millions around the world? Uh, I don't I don't have any pressure. It doesn't feel like any pressure because millions of people have heard my voice around the world. Well, is there any feeling that comes from millions hearing you and no one knowing who you truly are? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, no, I like it because I'm like a I'm like a voice ninja. You can't see me in the dark, but you can hear my ninja voice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't really care. I didn't get into this to be a celebrity. I just wanted to use my acting skills to make money. Number eight. Can you share any funny or unexpected moments you've had while working on a voiceover project? One funny thing that happened to me when I went to work for Verizon, uh, I had the opportunity to meet and work with James Earl Jones. And the quick little backstory is that he's dyslexic and would have to do his lines ahead of time, and he speaks very slowly. And I'm super fast talker, so that's how I got the job. So, for instance, they would he would say, I'm James Earl Jones for Verizon. And I would say, that's right, James, right now you can get a teletax cellular phone for thirty nine ninety five annual activation fee. You say, really? I say, that's right. And when you sign up right now, you know, it's one of those kind of little things. But we were never in the same room together, and we did have the opportunity to finally work together. I got to meet him. I really couldn't get about two words out. I was nervous, overwhelmed by his uh, celebrityness. And he could tell, and he just laughed. We laughed together because I couldn't speak to him. We just laughed together, and then we went in. They put the scripts in front of us, and we did our job. Number nine, what advice do you have for aspiring voiceover artists who are just starting out in the industry? Warning, warning. This is a warning for all aspiring voiceover artists. Don't do it. Run away from voiceovers. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's it. That's my answer. You want to know why? Most people just want a mush mouth, a regular person to say things. Nobody wants a professional sound unless it's a stylized piece of work. And to be honest, we're about two years away from chat GBT-like AI completely taking over all audio and most video. So don't go to that voice acting class. Run away from it the same way your parents ran away from the Xerox machine. Uh, That's a thing that used to make copies of papers in the olden days. And number 10, what's next for you in your career, and what can we look forward to hearing your voice in next? Well, in the immediate future, you can hear me on the CW Network, FX, um, Discovery Channel. I'm still doing narrations for Nat Geo and other channels as well. But basically, it's promos. You'll hear me announcing a, a show, like a beautiful noise, Neil Diamond's current Broadway show that's running right now. You might hear me doing promos for that. Or I could be talking about the Family Guy Marathon. (laughs) You never know. It's a little of this and a little of that. This interview was conducted by Savannah Fine.